everyone, welcome to Zeitgeist Zealots. I'm Forrest. And I'm probably not going to make any friends today. I'm Major. <laughs> and I'm Robbie. And there's Matt. Matt is, over Matt there is here somewhere. also. Dear Lord, do we lose our resident Dune Matt. expert? Matt. Matt, Matt you're muted. He was just there. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, we lost him. And I, I think guess he, he did have some problems. I heard him. I heard him say, "Like, damn it, so maybe there was like a family." Oh, so. But and then we started. <laughs> so basically, uh, I think today we're gonna discuss Dune. We watched it on Thursday. We had a we watch watched party. together. We did. That was our first uh, watch party, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, see if we can. Fun. We can see if we can upload it to YouTube. Um, get that. Get that channel more more uh, love. I mean, uh, I, I I'm not sure how it. that would. I'm not sure Matt, how that would work. Back without syncing the movie to it or something. Oh, that's yeah. what. And I don't know if YouTube would let you do that. Or not, would it? Probably not sync the movie, but we could put it in like, the description. Also, that would be impossible to sync because we paused so many times. <laughs> yeah, we did. And plus, be... and plus, watching the video, it's not like what we were looking at Zoom. It's just like one person at a time of whoever was making background noise or something. Oh no! Matt, so it's gonna be a lot of forces. Shot match. Yeah, basically, it's gonna be sitting on Forrest, just staring the whole time. A good two hours. (laughs) Or just like his ceiling fan, half the video. Sounds like a good time. Um, yeah. So we watched Dune, and I think the general consensus was it was adequate. Is that fair to say, or less than adequate? I think for me, like perfect word. I want adequate. it's it caught my interest it makes me want to check out the book especially hearing from matt how well the book was versus the movies because oh, yeah, you'll love the book they have trouble capturing like what they are trying to say in the book yeah too much substance in the books so and they didn't have know. the the like technology to show it off back in the day and now they're trying again basically they didn't so, even have sting wearing a cod piece like they did in 84 so yes you know, but that was for for someone like me going in fresh yeah, it just, just not like really knowing not. much, not knowing much about Dune. They do not do a very good job of explaining things. <laughs> they, nope. It and seems it, to be made for people who are already Dune fans, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, it, it was it was shot to have like mass appeal, and yeah, yeah, I felt like I had to keep asking questions. Like the inside joke. If it feels like when you're on the outside and everyone's like laughing at the inside joke, like, like oh no, I totally get this, but you don't. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, it turns out that, that like all great sci-fi you know kind of had some some origins and stole some stuff from dune but because i'm just seeing dune now and i've seen all these other references uh beforehand you know it just seemed like dune was ripping them off when it was like the other way around yeah so what didn't you get or what didn't you understand from the movie the appeal boom got him (laughs) i I meant like story-wise okay yeah, no, I just—I mean, I could. You, know, you got, just you like, got the story. I guess. Well, in the people, yeah. well, in the t- the people we keep cutting to that they don't really mention. They just cut to them, and you're like, who, who are like these the guys? Bear, but the hard, but the you hard. guys who read the book and seen some of the other stuff, you're already catching it, and I'm just trying to read into it. <laughs> you mean like the bald people, the Harkonnens? Well, the really, any of them. The I'm, yeah. I'm going in just totally fresh, not knowing anything. So. <laughs> oh, okay. And then like, I don't the I don't know all these names. Oh, no. oh yeah, it's they're they're really weird names, but um, they didn't really do a good job explaining what mintats were. They kind of exactly said, like, do, that, do that weird eye thing, and I guess they're just supposed to know that they're not exactly um, 
human, but basically they really should have explained that those guys are basically living computers because they can't have computers um, in the Dune first anymore yeah, because they I had like a big... I missed that completely. Yeah. Well, yep. Boot, Bootlarian Jihad. It's because of that that you're not allowed to have computers. So you have these Bless superhumans, you. these Mentats, and I feel they totally glossed over because they are important. Like having a Mentat is like one of the most important things the house needs. And completely glossed over that. And they have to use the spice to, I guess, use their mental powers, right? Mm-hmm. Or two, I think. So yeah, how can spice? It, it seems a little. Uh... Oh shit! It's like vibranium; it can do anything. There you go. You know? That's where it's I was whatever the plot. Like vibranium. You're telling me you can get high, you can live longer, and you can do intergalactic space travel. Yeah, it's like one fuel. Substance. Like I'll fuel tell you right now, fuel for ships. And all they do is high off of a substance. There will not be enough of it for you to do intergalactic space travel. Like Jeff Bezos can get <laughs> off the ground uh, if he if it took all the marijuana in Seattle to get him into space. There just wouldn't be enough supply. Speaking of Mintats, they really didn't give Pyter a lot to do, which was like the Harkonnens Mintat. Like he was barely a character in this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's sort of like just like a he's sort of like a Loki esque character in the book. You know, he's like very devious or like Littlefinger. He's like very devious, and he's actually after Lady Jessica, I think, in the book. They like definitely, you know, ignored that that section. Yeah, the, yeah he the voice schemes. Really cool. Yeah, he uh, he he schemes a lot. Uh, even with the Harkonnen scheming, so like, there's like this backstab to a backstab to a backstab type right, thing in the books. And I, didn't get, I didn't get any of that, except for you might be talking about the one guy who fought a bunch of guys and then had to put the the poison tooth in his mouth. The problem with all these names are I don't know any of these names except Paul. Well, there's a guy who played Polka Dot Man was uh, Piter. He looked just like Polka Dot Man, except like Polka Dot Man were all black. Wait, are you talking about from the Suicide Squad? The yeah, yeah, the same. The same actor was in the Dune. Oh, okay. But just very. This briefly. was a star-studded cast. I was a little underwhelmed by Dave Bautista and. Oh so yeah, far. I didn't actually notice they were all in there until they popped up. They they didn't really give Josh Brolin a lot to do in this. I um, no. So I didn't even realize that was Josh Brolin. Like I looked at that jawline and I was like, you know, it'd be great for this character, Josh Brolin. I wonder why he's not playing him. But it was Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I think. I think that's another issue with the adequacy of this movie is you have these superstars and never once do you play to like their, their acting ability, their strengths. Yeah. And in fact, the worst one that sticks out is Dave Bautista. They went way too Dave Bautista with Raban. Oh. You know what I mean? He's just this maniac madman, which he is, but like I felt it came off really trite. How does Drax you know, in have a better personality? Exactly. Well, I'm hoping there's going to be like an extended cut, like Lord of the Rings did, and maybe they'll like insert a lot of these um, the Snyder cut extra character exposition moments for Piter, Ravon, and um, maybe Doctor Ua. I think you're smoking Thinker. spice. I would be surprised maybe. if we saw a part two. I Same. Think well, it's doing down. pretty. It's actually doing pretty well. I think the Thursday night screenings are um, were pretty good, and they were. It's, it's made more money than um, Suicide Squad already. No, really? Tired of it, yeah. Yep. Wow. And, Wait, the Suicide much Squad? Better. Yeah, the Suicide Squad. Not the original Suicide Squad, which right, didn't make a lot of money, me. but was shit. But 
Rotten Tomatoes, 91% audience score. Yep, 83 yes. critic too, so. It's, yes. Yes. Denis Villeneuve didn't talk the entire time during the movie. It's more I think Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, I'm of... thinking of rewatching it without commentary because I feel like the commentary made me miss a lot of things. And I'm already more... not not following some of the stuff. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it more if, once you like understand the lore more. But isn't it the movie's stuff. job? Isn't it the, the the creator's job to yeah. get that story across to me? Like we well, like Spencer was like, oh, I'm not gonna, like Spencer was like, oh, I probably wouldn't have liked it because you guys were talking. But like my argument, my counterpoint is, like that wouldn't have happened if we were watching The Dark Knight. Like if the movie was better, there would have been a less desire for. I mean, overall, it was a it was a pretty so, cool movie. I just needed to follow some of the things a little better I, I will say this i love slow burns and this is definitely a slow burn before you get to the action however you do have to explain a ton and i think one of the biggest complaints on rotten tomatoes is how long it takes to get to the action yeah. so i can imagine as a director you're like dude i already have two hours of exposition and i have to get to something at some point uh, and if you put in more action? of that background lore uh, oh, I'll get to that in a minute. But okay. to put all the background lore in already and then have to explain more, I think audiences would have been walking out of their seats. And this goes back to the whole argument of, do you make it for the nerds or do you make it for the bigger crowd to come and see? You just don't make it for the movies. You make it on HBO Max or Disney Plus. Yep. Make it premium streaming television. That's how this story deserves to be told. 14, exactly. 20 hours over three fucking seasons. <laughs> with all these houses betraying and killing each other. Yeah, I think um, the first part of the movie was actually more interesting for me because even though it wasn't even heavy on action, but I think just like setting up the, the world, the lore, the introduction of oh, the characters yeah. was good. Oh man, they're, uh, they're shields that they can just wear like wristbands. That's pretty cool. That yeah, cool. so that's why they have like bladed weapons are back in style now because so if they say something about like a generator they have to have or is it straight just those wristbands it depends on the size of the shield yeah if they're blocking so, a whole building or just a person yeah or the ornithopters you know that's why they're throwing the shield generators off in like the 84 movie like the the uh, the shields look like giant tron blocks mm -hmm. it's like it's really it's really stupid looking um but uh it, you know, it's crazy, too, because I will say this. On the positive side, the costumes in this movie are Fantastic. stunning. Oh, dude, Whoever the visuals, was their costume design. Just the well, visuals alone are amazing. Well, I'd hope so, Rob. I can't wait to hear... I can't wait for you to send us one of those CGI... Oh, the VFX artist react. ...comes out, because I was reading that it took the, the visual effects artist a year to perfect uh, Oh, I'm this, sure that... Uh, Worm, the sandworm. I'm sure that channel I follow on YouTube is gonna definitely have one on Dune. Do you want to plug them real fast? What was that channel called again that you really like? Oh, it's <laughs> called a uh, Corridor Crew. Corridor Crew. Yeah. Cool. Uh, or you could just search VFX Artists React and they'll pop up. Nice. Well, yeah, I will say when you show those, when you send those. I will say this about the visuals though. Like the graphics were stunning at times. But then at times you could just tell they're standing in front of a green screen. Yeah. And it looked so bad. It's like, how do you so go from bad. this extreme to like, oh, there's sure one scene where they're meeting Liet Kynes in front of an ornithopter and they're not even like matched up with the background. Yeah. Like it is so bad. And it, it's that extreme that makes it the adequate, you know, movie. It's like a C student. I've done enough. I'll just fudge the rest to get a C. 
right. And that's or how I feel about this movie. You put all of your money, you know, you pour all of your time and effort into like the body and the conclusion. You just have like a, a shitty intro, right? Or you have an amazing intro and summary, but like it's just not a, a complete package. And because parts of the CGI are bad, it I think it kind of overall negatively affects the, the movie. But when we were watching it too, Major, we and both caught on the the uh, the scene in which they're bombing Arakeen and you see all these bombs coming down and it starts to explode and then they cut to Jessica. You don't get that extra two seconds of explosions. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? It's like, yeah. why? Right? And that's not just for the explosions. We, we get that in the fight scenes too. It just doesn't feel as impactful. The cutaway scenes, right? Like how it yep. cuts, you don't really get the feel the impact of the punches. I bet, I bet they start running out of money or something on the yeah i mean they only had a 165 million dollar budget and I mean, <laughs> a lot of it probably went to, a lot of it probably went to the it did seem though. like there was more in the beginning than the end mm-hmm. well, it, well they had the whole sandworm at the end though, yeah though. it took that them a year was... to work on the sandworm like that sounds expensive but but too with the sandworm we suffer from the game of thrones issue where it was so dark you know if they just lit that scene a little bit better and actually showed the whole sandworm. It would have been so much better. You'd see the worst of the CGI that <laughs> they couldn't afford to finish. But Shadows are, times... are some of the hardest part to put into effects. But there were times though, I don't know if it was just me, but there were scenes where it's like, what's going on? It's no. way too dark. And I'm, it's not I'm... my screen's black balance, you know? No, yeah, I have an OLED, uh, which, you know, self-illuminating perfect blacks and stuff, so it gives infinite contrast. And no, I'll tell you right now, some scenes are just too dark. Um, I, I was like, oh, did, sort of, did Game of Thrones rip this off too? <laughs> I do think, like, the visions of the future were kind of weird, and, like, basically it was like, this is where all, like, the action scenes from the trailer were inserted in. Oh, with him and, and so Zendaya? Felt, yeah, well, felt, <laughs> no, him and the uh, Spartan armor. I was like, well, this seems like a cheat. This isn't even like actually happening right now. It's just like a vision for the future. For, <laughs> Look what for... could happen. Yeah. Look what might happen if you tune into this movie and we get a sequel. I think um, one of the oh, yeah, parts. If you give us a sequel, you'll get this. And one of like the easiest parts to understand as as a new, you know, would-be wannabe fan coming into this movie is the voice. Right? That seemed cool. And then they briefly touch on it, hint at it at the beginning, you know, put some intrigue in there. And then they just don't really bring it up until like much later, like two hours later in the movie. These aren't the Atreides you're looking for. Don't you use the voice on me, right? They didn't explain that box. That was a weird scene. Like, yeah, that really had nothing to do with the actual movie, I guess. Besides, yeah. Like, you know. But it's such an iconic scene in the book that. It's but like, like, you know, what was so? First off, they had no explanation. They just threw you in that scene. It felt like. Yeah, and like his mom was outside, and like I was like, "Is this physical pain? Are they linked? I don't know this universe. Maybe it's just emotional pain." That was here's your son. Well, think, crying yeah, out. that was one of my that, questions I put in there while we were like commenting. The right. Hadarok, which is like the the Bless chosen you. one in the in the um, in the Dune universe. <laughs> I'm gonna keep so that, they had to like she had to test him. To make sure he wouldn't react like an animal because if he did he has all this power and if he's going to be an animal then he's not going to be worthy of it so well, the other to... the other thing too is this this is kind of like uh wheel of time where men don't get taught this women yeah. do and so to teach him this is like sacrilege she was supposed yeah. to have a daughter i did catch and up supposed on to taught her daughter this now that was um, confusing like she broke the rules. I'm like, hold on. Did, did, did sex change in the future? Like, how can you determine? You're the supposed to choose. Now? She's magic, so she can, like, make her. Yeah, Ben and Jester Why oh, the hell she... did you click male? Is it the midichlorians? Yeah. It's the spice. It's, it's always a spice. Lot. 
it's a lot better explained in the second book of the series as to why that is. Which is fine, but I'm in the movie and I want the explanation. Have they now. ever done a, like a Doom Messiah <laughs> adaptation? Like they did like Children of Dune on sci-fi, I think, right? But yep. they never did um, Dune Messiah, which is like the second one, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I haven't seen it. I haven't come across it. So, uh... but you have read the you have read the second book. Right? Second book, B. Yeah, who is that? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm washing the spoon. Oh, um, okay. That's not what it sounds like. Just, just for the record, every stream of water sounds like pee when you're on a podcast. Yeah, it sounds like you're peeing still, right? Pouring a beer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, do you think, Matt, do you think they'll, if you know they do Greenlight Part Two, which they might do because it seems to be like you know they want like Warner Brothers wants to keep Dennis Denis Villeneuve happy because they just lost Nolan. Yep. So they really need to keep a good director happy. So, I don't know, they might just cut their losses and do part two, and, you know, I think it'll be a, it would be a good investment, even if the first one, because they, they, they greenlit, uh, well, Suicide Squad, the first one made money, but so I don't know. We'll just see. It seems to be doing well so far. And I mean, you I, get James Gunn and you ask him what he wants to do. I, I, think, I think part two is going to be 50-50, but what you might see is somebody like Amazon come in and buy the rights to the books and do like a, a mini series of the books because that seems to be amazon's mo lately yeah i'm just i'm just interested like if they do would do part two and that does really well will they do june messiah is that even worth doing yeah i mean if it does well they'll do every spinoff until it's not well exactly until, until it's bad well i just think there's probably more substance there than like what harry potter hacks like they basically just like let's take the fantastic beasts textbook which was in, isn't even really a story it's just a yeah. um a textbook like with definitions with harry ron and hermione right i, I own the book fans to buy it so um you know but at least there's like more substance for the dune universe to use i mean i mean we're seeing a time in which if something's slightly successful there's going to be as many spin-offs as you can make until it's beat to death so <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess like part two. I thought it was interesting. Though, like he killed the the black dude, Jamis, whatever. But they had Jamis, yeah. Jamis. They had like a uh, vision where he's like, "I will show you the ways of the desert," and then boom, they kill him. So it's like, uh, I thought that was a little weird. Um, I'll show you later. And I, I will say that whole scene at the end, I felt was so rushed. You the know, fight scene? like the fight scene what and the. That? How he is, is and getting his getting his champion. It's like this, just this, this quick bam, 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 done, and then Johnny like likes a, him. It wasn't even like a fight. Like he just kept like disarming him, and like you know, I'm not gonna kill him. I'm not gonna kill him. All right, fine. I have to fucking kill him this time. Uh, it just it was it was anticlimactic. It wasn't the struggle for the protagonist. No. Also, Javier Bardem looked like he did not want to be there. <laughs> yes. He just looked so unenthusiastic and like just so dreary eyed. And it's like a complete 180 from like his, um, you know, Raul Silva character or um, what was the other one, Anton Chigurh, where he's actually acting. He seemed like he was definitely phoning this in. You but talk about 180s, what about Oscar Isaac? Uh, I thought he did a good job. Wanting to be a pilot. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Um, oh, yeah. And what else? Um, I don't know. So I guess they'll give Javier Bardem a lot more to do in the second movie since it'll focus more on Paul and the Fremen. I guess rising up to take on the Harkonnens and the Emperor. Um, and, and the worst ending line to a movie ever is in this the film. Beginning. This is just the beginning. This and is just like, part. Fuck off. Is, 
This is just part one of a seven-part franchise. If it's just hopefully. the beginning, then fucking start the movie there. Or it's like she just like this is just the beginning. She turns the camera. If you keep like only wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I really, I really felt that that was a that a wall money. break there. That was definitely a wall break there, and it it just ruined. Like it, it was too cheeky. I feel. That, it's like yeah. basically egging the audience, like, "Hey, you gotta tell your friends and come see this, otherwise you won't get part two. They went, yeah, exactly. Oh, you know we'll be back. They went two hours without a lens flare, and then they just couldn't stop. They just couldn't help themselves. They're like, oh, "Lens flare. <laughs> let's, let's sneak a couple in at the very end here." Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, yeah, we're just like this is what we came for. Also, expression. They did not advertise that this was gonna be part one at all in like the yeah, trailers or anything. There's like, it. like it's like you know, and then the opening credits was like Dune part one. <laughs> it's like how it started to drop this bombshell on you, but yeah, this isn't the full story. At least they didn't start with like part four. We said like Dune part four. That would have been a mind fuck right there. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Dune. Are we this four. chapter? Ha- this chapter house Dune? Yeah. yeah in the eighties, um, they were all done. Yeah, Um, with the books, I will say this about the books, though. Definitely read Frank Herbert's ones. Uh, The first three are great. The last three kind of wane. But when mm -hmm. his son took over, don't bother. It was obviously him and other writers, uh, Anderson, trying to make money off this franchise and totally ruined the narrative when they started doing the prequels. So, yeah. yeah, I, I don't like them. Like, it's sort of like J.R.R. Tolkien's son. Like, he's, he's sort of a dick, too. Like, he just shits on the movies as well. Even though they probably made him, like, millions of dollars. But it's like, I, I don't like when, like, the sons of oh, I mean, authors who haven't really million. accomplished anything, like, they, they act like authorities on the franchise. And it's just like, you know, you're just his son, you know? Um, I mean, I, I get they like, they're in charge of, like, you know, the right and stuff, but it's just, like, sort of... Like just let like come up with your own franchise, man. So you know, and, and overall, I will say that this movie, for the most part, followed the books fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just didn't explain a lot. I love the exposition dumps a lot better than in previous shows we've watched. Um, but what kills me is when a director or producer throws something from left field completely different than the books mm-hmm. and it just kind of ruins it for the nerds and that's the whole Liet Kynes, the Imperial Ecologist totally ruined that character in the movie and how that character passed away I won't give away how they do it in the books it is so much better in the books how that character passes away and it was just frustrating to see oh I'm being attacked I'll take out Sardaukar with a worm that didn't happen in the book? no Okay. Um, yeah, so I know I know she was like gender bent in the um, in the movie. So she was like a man in and who's uh Shawnee's father then? Yeah, exactly. Leah Kynes, you know, gets in with the Fremen, becomes part of the Fremen, yeah. and is there for so long that he is the father to Chani, who ends up becoming involved with Paul and yeah. it's just like totally I don't know. It, it, it upset me. I thought Jamis I thought might have been her dad. Like they just I obviously have the gender bend the mother now to make sense, but I don't know if they'll ever say who her father was, but um 
Yeah, I mean, she was cool. She didn't really have a whole lot to do that cut the kinds character. Mm-hmm. So um, she's like basically like the big scene in the book. I remember reading is like when they go to rescue those miners, and then before they get eaten by the sandworm. What I didn't like though was like they sort of like revealed the the Freeman walk, like the because you can't have like constant rhythm when you're walking, otherwise the sandworms will find you. So like I think like in the book, like they don't know that there's a special walk you have to do in the desert to avoid sandworms, but they sort of like revealed it. Right. And the recordings. Exactly. So. And what, what kills me about that, too, is he watches that video in the beginning, so he yeah. knows how to walk like the Fremen. Yeah. Yet, until they reach the Fremen, they just run straight on the uh, dunes. And it's like, you well, know, you I can't think, do that. Well, I you think there's like one scene where he's like, walk this way. Walk this way. But that's much later after they've been in the desert for a while. Oh, throughout, okay. throughout, like, when Jessica and Paul are in the desert before they meet the Fremen, they're just running and walking straight. Yeah. It's like, A, no, B, you saw the video saying you can't do that. C, you know, all of a sudden when you get towards the Fremen, you know it. Yeah, that, that made me upset because the Freeman secrets are supposed to be that. It's supposed to be like really secretive about like how they can survive in the desert, you know, not just like with the, the still suits, but also like avoiding sandworms. And they have like the, the Freeman kit, right? Which like, you know, sets off a pulse. Mm-hmm. And um, well, so they you have got the kit. Yeah, they have the thumper, they have a still suit, you know, they have this special uh, compass because they don't have a true magnetic north. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like, like, this is all stuff that's extremely secretive to outsiders. So. But, you know, we're dumping on this film, uh, but I, it is worth seeing. Um, you know, it, it is visually stunning, I feel. It is still a good movie. Uh, but, you know, we're getting into, like, why there are bad things and I think the casting once again is what kind of does it in they went for the superstars to get the people in the seats and you know two characters I Jason Momoa as uh, Duncan Idaho and uh, Gurley being Brolin I loved him but I don't know why they enter with them playing bagpipes and instead of him playing his instrument like he does in the book why are there like bagpipes? Ten thousand. Yeah. yeah. Was there even? Yeah, I remember you mentioned. You're that. telling yeah. me the word free man. You're telling me free man couldn't survive a fucking bagpipes dead. Get yeah. out of here. But like Momoa's character in the books is like kind of this like you look at him and you don't really think he's badass, but he is. But then you see Jason Momoa, you're like this dude's badass. Like that kind of takes away from you know his character. Well, he's sort of like, you know, WB's biggest star right now because of Aquaman. Like, that's made more money than even the Batman films. Well, any single Batman film, but... Crazy. Uh, so, you know, they want to make... They definitely wanted to milk Jason Momoa in this. And I thought he lived in the book, doesn't he? Because doesn't he show up in some of the sequels? Or does he die I in think, the book? You know, I can't recall at the top of my head, but I do feel like... In, uh, in one of them, they actually clone him, even though cloning is illegal. Um, and the clone is sent to kill Paul, but like it's it gets very convoluted. Oh, okay. um, come give Duncan a hug. So, Paul. Yeah. No, no, Duncan is is killed. They create like a clone, um, this assassin's guild, and then they get close because Paul is so powerful, knowing that it's sent there to kill him. And it's like I said, it's I think it's the third book. Okay, Children of Doom. Yeah. So who are the so, other players after the Harkonnens and the the, the, the Padasha Emperor are off the table, like the Assassin's Guild? Yeah, so the, uh, the, the, uh, the, travel, the Traveling Guild, 
um, House Carino, even though they're destroyed, I think uh, House Carino plays politics because they're married to Paul now, because uh, he ends up marrying the uh, princess to align themselves. Uh, oh, so, Erlon? Okay. Yeah. So, oh, I it's a, a lot more. I got a question about it. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe a dumb question, not sure. Uh, so is this 10,000 years on Earth, or is this like another planet we found on like 10,000 years? Well, they're from Caladan, uh, Atreides, and so this is just kind of a made-up, like, and it's not even okay. like... so it doesn't have anything to they're, do with like, the, the human race is originally from Earth, but they've sort of ventured out from the stars. Oh, okay. And they've, they've That's what I thought. Planets. I wasn't sure if this was like Earth, they're on Earth, but it's like... Eight thousand years later, it's just well, it's a weird, planet like, or something. Where do the are the freemen natural to Arrakis, or do they like the, the people go there and settle from Earth? Uh, you know, they they go into their their uh, backstory like in one of the books, and they like came thousands and thousands of years ago and were able to uh, adapt. And I think it's kind of like an Australia thing where they were like on the run uh, or they convicts. were oh, yeah okay. convicts so um it is like the freemen don't have any spaceships they can't like leave arrakis nope. nope um also yeah i guess strangely absent was the spacing guild right yeah like the ones who they weren't in this movie the whole scene in the david lynch version where you have you see what they become when they do too much spice and he has the scene where he's talking mm -hmm. with one of the you know with the emperor saying make sure you know this is dealt with the spice must flow. Never once did they say the spice must flow in this movie. That is pivotal to this universe. Yeah, it's kind of like the Space and Guild are real, the ones who are really in charge, and the Emperor is just sort of like a, a puppet, it seems. Yep, pretty much. And, uh, and like the, the Space and Guild never revealed themselves, I guess, except to the Emperor, because, you know, they just provide transportation. They don't actually um, show people who they are, so... Yeah, and um, I, I I feel like they didn't really stress enough how important spice is. They just they they don't show you. They told you. They just like it is yeah, important. Them farming it that one day. You know, but they they didn't show like why it's so important. What happens when you don't have the spice? You know, like they just yeah. told you spice is important. It would be cool if they dug into that more. Yeah. So oh well. We'll see if they get a part two. Oh, um, reading a thing about. Apparently, Earth is out there. It got destroyed a long time ago, though. Yeah. Irradiated, and it's just what does it say? I'm sure they did a movie. I mean, I'm sure like the, his son wrote a book about the the computer jihad or whatever. Yeah, bootlegging jihad. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know, a, a big thing too is you have to remember this book is written in '67, mm -hmm. so you have to put your mindset of what's happening in the U.S. in the '60s. And Herbert was oh. a scientist as well. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see, you know, a lot more allegories if you know a little bit of historical context of the '60s. Yeah, trying to get the oil from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. There was probably a lot of unrest there. Um, the Bene so. Gesserit are, you know, a certain country who is always plotting and scheming and trying to get the region to do what they want. You know. Yeah. So I'm guessing in the sequel, if they do one, they're going to have to cast the emperor. Who do you think yep. they should cast as the Emperor? Ugh. Russell Crowe. Oh, that'd yeah, be good. I, I, I could see um, that. Cause really? I don't know who the Emperor is, but it just seems like a good one. The Padishah, yeah. It, he's like, the, I guess, the, 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 the mastermind behind 
the events, like the one who's trying to take down Atreides. Um, so Russell Crowe would be good. Um, I know Christoph Waltz plays a lot of villains, and so maybe he'd be good. They also got to introduce Fade Rautha, who is um, the Baron's yes, thank you. heir. And he's sort of like, I guess, like a, a parallel to uh, Paul. Like he's like the young successor or the young um, protege of House Harkonnen, and he's going to take over from the Baron one day. So it's like he's like Paul's rival. I guess and he I might guess have he might have power too, and the Benedictus have been grooming him too. Okay, so, so yeah. Um, so I guess, I don't know, maybe they'll cast Harry Styles as, uh, as that character. Like, who's, who would be Timothy Chalamet's biggest rival? Uh, right. Tudek? What's his Waltz. first name? Alan? <laughs> Alan Tudek, yeah. Alan Tudek. I think that would just be funny to do. Um, but, yeah. uh. And what other characters, I guess, they need to cast? I guess there's the two big ones that will show up. Uh, Aurelian. You'd have to cast Aurelian. Oh, okay. But she's the, the, the Emperor's daughter, right? Yep. Okay. So I guess they got to do her. Um, yeah. Because um, she's like the narrator in the book. So it was interesting. They sort of replaced, they had sort of like Shawnee fill her role yep. in this. So yeah, I'm going to so, have to reread the book. So. Well, oh, I the guess book on Amazon, number one selling in books right yeah. now. So they um, get some money on the books again. Go to your local bookstores, you know, buy it there. Uh, you know, it's you're gonna pay a little bit more, but it's a great book to have in your collection. I think I already have it on audiobook, so I'll probably just finish listening to that. So I guess the question one of them. Yeah, there, well, there's six by Herbert, and then there's like another twenty or thirty by his son and other authors. The Six by Herbert. When are you Yeah, you, you read those. Don't bother with the other ones. Yeah. But I guess if we want to go one by one and overall just kind of final thoughts on this movie. Uh, yeah, so like um, I thought it was adequate. I would definitely be down for a part two. I think we just need to like, you know, uh, streamline it like less of the, the style, just more substance better job with the exposition give the characters more backstory like especially the Harkonnen side um, maybe like why they hate the Atreides um, you know the I think the Baron really didn't do a lot in this movie either like you know he has the, the scenes where he's like you know in the bath he's naked he's like he's like kill them kill them kill these guys and you know the what about the Freeman kill them what about the Atreides kill them what about Dr. Yue kill them that was like basically, so you know what I'm gonna say. I also noticed they he's heavily based off Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's sort of he's, he's got the shaved head, like he like rubs his hand on his head. He's like sort of in the shadows. So like there was definitely uh, I think he was definitely based off that. That was sort of the interpretation. Um yeah, definitely give um Dave Batista the beast more to do. Um so, but yeah, and give Gurney more to do if he's still alive. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I mean, I think it was adequate. Could have been better. Like, I think the first half was better than the second half, even though the first half was heavy on exposition. But I think we did it in a way that was both visually interesting and um, engaging. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a, I think it was good. I, I, I like Denis Villeneuve as a director, so. I think people who are fans of his other films will enjoy this as well. So. Major? So, I think this is important for my prosperity. I think now I have to show 
my kids this movie before I show them Star Wars. So maybe <laughs> they'll have a better comprehension and appreciation for for creativity and, and sci-fi from you know the 60s to the present day. That being said, if there's no sequel, I probably won't. And I'll never mention this movie to anyone ever again. Um, it was beautiful, but I feel like this is the one movie, I mean, no movie should really choose style over substance, but especially not this movie. I just think if the exposition was so important, they should have done a better job with it. But it was pretty. It was pretty. <laughs> Rob, uh, I am more oh, so sorry. looking forward to Timothy Chalamet as young Willy Wonka now. Uh, so that's probably my biggest takeaway from this movie. <laughs> Rob, yeah, yeah. Well, overall, I I liked it. It definitely kept my interest just of seeing all the cool technology and ways they're using it, and uh, all the different types of people they're fighting, and just all the the visuals of it was really cool. Best, but yeah, if, it's just if they did like a little better job explaining some things for people who are going in fresh like I would I'd definitely enjoy it even more but overall I'd, I'd liked it and I'm probably going to rewatch it without our commentary <laughs> maybe I'll catch a little more so yeah those are my thoughts on it Miss out Major's hilarious jokes how many Star Wars references did we make uh, in that? Uh, as many as uh, Dune did. Yeah. Oh, that that little um, sound effect they had for every every action scene. Oh, the so, one where oh, music had to go. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's kind of what my final thought was. Um, uh, I grew up with Dune. I've always loved Dune. My brother and I. Shout out to my brother Brian. Uh, we we uh, got way too into this as teenagers. There was a, you know, computer games with Dune. There was the books. There was like all this crap that we we had at our house. So um, I've grown up with this uh, pretty much my whole life, and I love it. And I feel that the soundtrack to this movie adequately describes how adequate this movie it is. At times, the, the music was impressive, but then it became repetitive. And yes. then we introduced the Wonder, Wonder Woman music, which I don't get why that's a thing now. Um, yeah. my, my wife said she liked it, but I was like, no. And then I had to show her the uh, uh, pitch meeting where they make fun of the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah. And how he plays Wonder Woman music every time he says Wonder Woman to explain why that's just such a joke now. But I think, <laughs> I don't think if, I've if, seen that. Oh, it's fantastic. If, if, if you listen to the music of this movie, you'll see where they had so much potential to do so much more, but then brought it back in and were like, nah, we're good with this and let's just leave it here. It's, it is the C student of movies. Good, we're seeing, the costumes are amazing. The, the visual effects when they're on point were some of the best visuals I've seen. The ornithopters alone were exactly how I yes. visioned them in my head. Oh yeah, those are um, cool. And, and so, when they do it right, it is amazing. But when they phone it in, it is obvious and it is frustrating. So like some of the green green, well, uh, green yeah, screens. I think, I think I think they're definitely gonna do an extended cut when you know, like a year from now when they release this on Blu-ray or whatever. And I think they'll probably have more exposition scenes, at least in part one, just to tie up. 
the the exposition failures of the first part. So, but yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, yep. that's our show, everybody. Major, well, want to plug? I uh, I watched the latest episode of Why the Last Man just because FX has given up on it doesn't mean I have. However. It was so boring. I don't remember any of it. So I guess we're going to go ahead and plug our podcast at uh, ZZealot Podcast on Twitter. You can email us at zealotzeitgeist at gmail.com. But Twitter, that's the way to go. Give us a follow. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share, rate the review, right? Oh, we should throw our Discord on Probably. Like Twitter or something, too. Yeah, we can throw the Discord on Twitter. Oh, yeah, we can put that in the bio. Let's do that. That's a good idea. Look at that. You got, uh, you got some real witnessing some real brain power here. He says not being able to make a clear He needs spice. If we have a, to awaken his at, mind. at least one fan that shows up. Sugar and <laughs> spice say and everything nice. Oh, that's a good line in the podcast with. All right. Bye, everyone. Mm-hmm.